Hey guys, it's Aggie. Before we start this amazing episode talking about episode 12, the penultimate episode of Survivor season 41, I would like to print a correction. And by print, I mean say it because this is not written down. I totally messed up the wording of the uh, problem in last week's episode, the Monty Hall thing. I said that if it's like better odds to stick with your original choice, it's better odds to switch. So Deshaun was actually breaking the mold of what everyone thought he would do by sticking with his original answer. So it really was his gut talking to him, not the like odds of that causing him to keep that. So I just wanted to state for the record that I knew it, but I just said it wrong. And since no one on our podcast knew the difference, they didn't correct me. So here we are. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy our recap of season 41, episode 12. Welcome back, fam, to Escaping Reality, the podcast where we talk about reality competition shows, because guess what? We're still in a pandemic. That's not why we do it, but it sure was why we started, and here we are still doing it. We have been recapping Survivor Season 41, and we are almost at the end. There's one episode left, the finale. It's going to be a three-hour finale, you guys. Who's got the time? Not me on a work night, but whatever. This week, we are talking about episode 12, which was titled Truth Kamikaze. I'm excited to talk about it. I hope you're excited to listen about it. And we're going to hit you with our one-minute thoughts starting 3, 2, 1 now. Stacy, Nick, Aggie, and then I'll give you my thoughts. So, Stacy, what'd you think? I thought this was another good episode. I mean, it's so interesting. Like, even though it's, what, day, like, 22 or something, it does feel like they've been there for a while and, like, we've been watching for a while. So, I don't know. It's just interesting to kind of see them, like, growing as survivor players, you could say. But... I don't know. I mean, my takeaway is I am impressed that yet again, like when they finally decide that they're going to get Ricard out, they just don't have that chance because he keeps winning. So that was, you know, that's the thing about like, if you wait too long, it might be too late. That's what I feel like this episode (laughs) reminded me. I think there are good conversations about what happened at the tribal before, good like continuations of that. And I was sad, obviously, that Danny left, but Oh, and I mean, I don't know if we'll talk about this at any other point, but I feel like last week we were wondering, actually, I don't even know if this was still in the podcast, but we were wondering if, um, like, if people knew Danny was a Dallas Cowboy, and I don't think they did, because he finally tells Deshaun and then has his little go Cowboys moment, so... I I liked how it was like they read our minds and gave us an answer the next episode. But anyway, I thought it was a good episode. There's more to say, but I'll just wait because it's going to come up in like vibe checks and all that other stuff. So, but I was, I was a fan of this episode. Yeah, Stace, I agree. I really liked this episode. I was like on the edge of my seat multiple points, which has been like a good theme of this season Mm -hmm. that I've been on the edge of my seat watching it. I think this episode we got a very intense winners at it. And I'll explain that maybe a little bit more as we dig deeper into it. But I definitely think somebody has emerged as the clear winner. And I'm very curious going into the finale if we all feel the same or if it actually comes true. But overall, I liked the episode a lot. Of course, I liked it because like my daddy, Ricard, (laughs) made it through and had another great episode. We love it preemptive thoughts on the finale it's too long (laughs) like my my one minute thoughts for next week is that we don't need a three hour finale cut it down to two it's too much you're not even giving us a reunion like i'm sorry what are these three hours for i don't want it am i next no but you're next i'm not talking to you anymore okay i didn't like this episode but it was because i hated the ending like that really soured me on the whole thing my, my favorite player went home. So like, what are we even doing here? I was so disappointed to see Danny go. I should have known because we were getting more airtime of him than we've gotten all season, really. Um, and so I was like, damn it. I think my frustration in this episode came when Deshaun and Danny kind of, they said like, well, it's going to be one of us. And I was like, my guys, my guys, you're better players than that. Why are you doing this? We know they're better players than that. And we know Deshaun is smarter than that. And I think, my read on it is they were like, we don't see a crack right now. Or they just weren't looking for a crack because they were like, I don't really want to work with the potential crack. But 
I was disappointed to not see them fight a little bit harder because we just know they're better players than that. And to be perfectly honest, I was frustrated when Ricard won again, because I was like, not the edit so far being, we need to get out Ricard. And then I should have known he was going to win because like, obviously that's what that misdirect edit is every single time. It's like, we really need to get so-and-so out. There is, but then why was it Xander a target? Like things went awry. I think we're seeing the rise of loyalty there being very important. No, important. We saw the rise of loyalty being really important. We saw the importance of like small moment conversations and things like that, which was really interesting for the gameplay. But I was just, I was so upset by the end result. I, I don't remember the rest of it. RIP to my favorite person. Bring him back. Can't wait to see what he looks like on the jury next week. Is he going to shave? It's, I have questions. Oh boy. That's wow. I feel like it'll get a little trim. I feel like he always has a beard, but I feel like it's going to get a little trim, a little mm-hmm. shorter trim. Yeah. And then it'll look great. Um, I'm sort of more leaning towards, I think, how you feel, Aggie, where like, it was a good episode, don't get me wrong, but the ones previous to this one, like the couple before, I think were stronger as a whole. And kind of for the same reasons that you just say, it was felt out of character to see Danny and Deshaun sort of throw in the towel. And if that was maybe something like we didn't see something that was cause for them to do that, or maybe the edit didn't fully like explain the strategy that they may have had in their minds behind that. Something about it felt not like in line with what we've seen them do. And so it made the ending of the episode feel a little bit abrupt, except for the way that Deshaun played tribal. That felt, that felt like something that we've seen a lead up to him doing something like that. So my takeaway, I think between that and like the stuff that we saw at the beginning of the episode is this is going to be a season, I think, where whoever wins or even whoever's in the final three is not going to be as much based on gameplay as it's going to be based on like pure social capital and like ability. Um, at least from like my audience perspective, that has just been so much more important in this game for this season. And I feel like we're seeing so much more of it. Like we're seeing more of the friendships and the bonds and the jokes and the likability than we're seeing of the strategy. And that was especially evident in this episode with like, we had some beautiful moments at the beginning, but then like, we didn't really see what Danny and Deshaun were doing to stay in the game. So that's, that was kind of my take on it was like, oh, it's just not important this season. Or it's not as important as who these people are. I agree with that, Anna. Just the way that some of the other players are talking about the like clear kind of front runners who are, I think, again, I, these edits are very misdirecting, but I think the clear front runners are Xander and Ricard at this point. And I think they have been talking about likability of those people a lot. And I think Erica is becoming more likable. So I think those three would actually make for a very interesting um, scenario because of their likability as players. I feel like Deshaun's took a hit, but we'll talk about it. A likability from other players, not from me. I should clarify. <laughs> clarify. Um, and I think to, to kind of transition us into what we're going to talk about next, which is these few moments at the beginning of the episode, kind of recapping the night before and talking about what it would mean to win from both Deshaun and Erica. I think that might be a little foreshadowing, hopefully, to the final tribal that we're going to see where those conversations may hold more weight than potentially what people did in the game. I just, I just think we're the whole season in this episode and these conversations are leading us in a direction where I think that might be the vibe of final tribal more like what does it mean rather than what did you do but also what did you do so as mentioned the beginning of the episode is this sort of recap debrief and continuation of the conversations that we had in the previous episodes tribal council and Deshaun takes a moment to kind of express to everyone like why he said the things that he did and why it was so important that they have that conversation in that moment and also why it was so difficult for him to vote out both Shan and Liana kind of even going back one more and we have a couple like (laughs) vignette scenes one in which Heather and Deshaun are sharing a moment and one in which Erica and Deshaun are sharing a moment and in the moment with Heather she sort of sits him down and asks him to explain more about what he's feeling and going through and as much as I didn't love the like hi I'm Heather please explain how racism has affected you I do think in the context of Survivor and having a large maybe not necessarily keen to hear these things audience I think this was a good follow-up to the previous episodes Tribal Council maybe for those people who didn't understand why that was included in the show or maybe who would make the argument of like don't bring race into the game 
doesn't have a place. I think this was a good way of addressing the people that felt that way and saying, hey, we hear you, but we're going to continue to explain why you can't make that argument. Um, And Deshaun does a great job of sharing with Heather and thus the audience of like, here's why you can't say that because it's inseparable. Like I am black in every facet of my life. I can't just turn that off when I'm playing Survivor. And so again, didn't didn't love that he needed to explain himself, but I do think that for the audience, it was probably a good move to include that just to, you know, again, drive home like, hey, maybe you didn't like this episode last week, but here again is why we need to be having these conversations and why it can't not be a part of the game. Looking at like the conversation between Deshaun and Heather, and we know that there are like rumors about Heather outside of the game and what other players have said about Heather. But in the context of the show and like that edit we saw, I saw a lot of the people I know in the older generation. Like I saw a lot of my grandma in Heather in that moment, who is this old white woman who grew up in privilege and like didn't like know black people. So like didn't know that racism was a thing or how it affected them. So like, I remember when I was home for in the pandemic for so long, like she would say things and she'd be like, well, I don't know why people are making this such a big deal. And like, you have to sit down and be like, you don't know why this is such a big deal because it has never in your life affected you or affected people around you. And you sit and you have this conversation and then like, I know not everyone does, but it seemed like Heather was like asking these questions of like, I don't know what racism is because it hasn't been around me in my life. Can you like, just tell me what's going on so I can try and be better? So I, it shouldn't be on Deshaun as a black person to explain racism to people. It's not a black person's job to explain racism. But I did see a lot of like the older white generation in Heather in that moment of being like, I just don't know what's happening. Can you tell me what's going on? And like, thank you for bringing this to light because I don't think I ever would have known. She had this nice moment of being like, I needed to be on this season. I needed to be in Survivor in this moment because I needed to change in my own life. And so I liked seeing that of her just being like, I needed to do more, I needed to see more. And these people are teaching me and like affecting me, not just in the game, but in my real life. Seeing that was interesting to say the least. Or like, I, it felt relevant. I agree. Like, I think, you know, as annoying as it kind of is to see what Heather was doing, I do think like, I don't think she knew any better, probably. Chances are. And I think she just truly was like, I, I didn't even consider that could you know would be on people's minds and I I think that was very honest like I don't think she was trying to just you know be rude or anything and yes I think it's like a good conversation for people to see but I was gonna say it too I mean we've been talking about the Heather rumors like you know basically I think um Shan said in one of her inner her post game interviews she described her as ignorant So again, like we don't know that she's like actively done anything. It's just like what that conversation was to me was ignorant, which is not like a evil thing, but it's just, you know, you clearly don't know (laughs) some things. So I just want to say that, like, we don't know if Heather has like actually done anything. You know, I don't think you should be ignorant in 2020 or 2021, but I mean, such is life. (laughs) It's this is where we are. But then about the conversation with Erica and Deshaun, we didn't see Erica talk in that tribal before, right? I remember saying like, she probably did talk, but maybe we just didn't get to see it. So, but I like that we got to actually see her perspective too, because she is, I think, Filipina, right? Filipina and Canadian, but does that really count? I'm Canadian. I can't count that for anything. (laughs) Like that's not a real like diversity variable on Survivor. But I did like hearing kind of her perspective of, or she was talking more about being a woman and voting out Liana. But yeah, I mean, I would like to hear more, you know, or I'm sure there were more conversations about her being a Filipino woman on the game. I mean, I think if she won, she would be the first, I think. Again, I, I don't have all the stats, she would be one of the first, if nothing else. So yeah, I was I liked that conversation um, especially. What really struck me was the vocalization of what everybody has sort of been tiptoeing around and sometimes expressing of like the pressure and the expectation coming in, in Erica's case as a woman and a woman of color and in Deshaun's case as a black man on this particular season and like the importance and the weight that's on this first new cast 
and the pressure and the like guilt almost of going against what Erica says like the people want what the fans are expecting she like she has a very emotional confessional where she's like everybody wants a woman to win and by voting out Liana like I'm going against what people want because it's better for me right now in this moment and I just thought the sentiments that they shared about those feelings of pressure and guilt really again help further understand the conversations and the emotion that we've seen so far this season of like the moral dilemma that you face when you come in with a certain cultural identity that you are representing in the game and then you I guess like it could be viewed that you're working against that for the sake of your game and they did an excellent job like vocalizing it and they were very clear and eloquent which I am not being right now so <laughs> go back and watch the scene if you haven't but it was it was nice to hear them like explicitly state about the guilt and the pressure that they're feeling mine is less poignant than all of the things that have already been raised but I think that conversation between Deshaun and Erica is the reason Deshaun didn't go home I think long term that actual bonding over a real I mean it's a bond between two people of color like who have different experiences and different experiences with this game and like how race has affected them but they were able to kind of find this common ground about expectations and sort of like the weight of those expectations and Erica, I think even says this in a confessional. She's like, that made it hard for me to want to vote for Deshaun. I think she says it was a little bit that. And then also like I could use him because now I know he has a connection with me in some way that makes me lower on his target list. And thus he's lower than on my target list. And I think that was just a really interesting outcome of those conversations. I'm not going to speak on Heather. That's my choice today. I was going to say one more thing about her. I do feel like Deshaun and Heather might be closer than we thought, though. Because something about the way they were talking, I feel like he was kind of like, yes, I, like I would never want to leave you out, friend. Or I, don't, I feel like he used the word friend at some point. And I don't know if he was just... Well, is it because they were all on Luvu together? Maybe that's why. I just mean that they're like, they have ties from literally spending every day together. Yeah. And something I about I it. Like he says that about Erica as well. I kind of forgot that the three of them started together, honestly. <laughs> right? It's the five that are left. Three of them are Luvu. There's one Ricard, Ua, and one Yasa. God, that feels like forever ago. Remember when yeah, we were like, on I Tribes? For- yeah, I forgot about that completely. <laughs> Remember when we were on Tribes? Jesus. This season is simultaneously the shortest and longest season of Survivor in the history of Survivor. Like, I am so confused. You guys, time flies when you're having fun with friends. It just does. So that is how we start the episode. The only other point of note, which then carries us through the rest of the episode, is the first thing actually that comes up before the stuff we just talked about, where it's post-tribal. We get this reminder of, uh, we did not vote Ricard out. We should have. And Xander in that moment, and also Erica later in the episode, they, they both double down and they stand by their decisions. Even I think after Ricard wins individual immunity, Everyone who wanted Ricard out before is saying, I told you so, but everybody who chose not to get him out last week is saying, no, I'm still cool with that. I think their tune might change, but for now, they're like, that was right for me in the moment. So that will then transition us to the rest of the episode. I'm going to kind of go a little out of order, just talk about the two challenges very quickly and their outcomes, because that sort of informs the strategizing that then happens in this episode. So we do have a reward challenge, which I'm sure we'll be getting a huge vibe check when we get there. Um, But it is a swimming basketball challenge. And the reward is either chicken and vegetables or cake, cookies, candy. Things get a little heated, but I have to imagine it will come up in vibe check. So we'll get there when we get there. The outcome of that challenge is that Xander, Erica, and Deshaun win. So then they are on reward together, which we'll talk about in a moment. We also have the individual immunity challenge, which is like balance beams into a Tetris word puzzle. And ding, 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 Ricard wins again, which throws a wrench in the plan that was discussed after the reward challenge to get him out. We can now not get him out, which then informs the strategy that happens after the challenge. So we've kind of got two phases going on and the sort of pre-tribal council conversations that happen, happen in like three beats. So you have the post-reward challenge, Xander, Erica, Deshaun discussing like, hey, maybe we could be the final three. Deshaun says something later in the episode to Erica about like, how the three of them have played distinctly different games in a way that would be helpful to each of them if they were the final three. So that's sort of one thing we got going on. 
we also have the storyline of Danny looking for an idol and the paranoia that sets in. Does he have one? Is he going to play it? What does that mean for potentially voting? And the big strategy that happens is, of course, Ricard wins immunity. So we got to go to plan B. The target is then on either Danny or Deshaun. What happens from there to get us to the vote? So those are the three main points. To me, the coolest, most interesting one was that Xander, Erica, Deshaun potential alliance that came. So if, if anyone would like to kick it off with one or all three of those points before we like dive into what happens at tribal council. I think too, something to highlight, Anna, is when Deshaun brings Erica to the water and kind of like forces Erica to say that she wouldn't bring Heather to the final three with her. Because that does come up in tribal and like he kind of like forces it out of her. We can talk about this too when we get to tribal because I actually really liked Erica in this tribal council. I'm wondering if other people did too, but I thought she was great and she held her own. But with like those strategies and all of that, I thought it was interesting how the game had to so quickly shift after Ricard won, but it also felt like so much had to shift, but yet so little actually did. And I don't know if anybody else felt this way, but like I just didn't see Danny or Deshaun like scrambling as much as I like would have wanted them to or like would have expected them to. And maybe they did and they just, it wasn't edited into the episode, but like they came back and like Danny just like laid in the shelter. It's like, well, guess one of us are going home tonight. And Sean like sat there too. And they're like, well, it's in their hands. Hopefully something will switch up. And I'm like, why didn't you go and talk to other people? Like you were building up this relationship with Xander and Erica. Like that would have been a good moment to go and like double down with them even more and say, hey, us three have started building up this relationship. I will go with you and go on Danny. Or like bring up Heather and be like, look, I know that she's going to skate by, but she's going to skate by into that final three. Why don't all four of us go on Heather or something? I just didn't see like any scrambling from them post Ricard winning. I brought this up a little bit with Deshaun and Danny because I agree. I think they're better players than the choice not to try and do something. If I'm thinking about it from like, hey, I'm in the game, what happened? I'm wondering if the wind was completely knocked out of their sails with Ricard winning. And they just were like, that was our lifeline because we had the numbers and people were willing to work with us. And now, realistically, without a common target, the target shifts back to us. Now, do I think they could have moved the target? Yes, I do. I think these final six, the bonds are pretty tenuous across them. And so I don't think that even with people who say they're together, I don't think they're like a lock. And so I think there was wiggle room here, especially given that Erica and Heather have basically said every episode, we're two votes. And so I just, I think... In that moment, I was frustrated because I was like, you guys are better players than this, especially Deshaun. Deshaun is a good player and he sees things. Does he make like rash decisions? Sure. But we've talked about that. And he even talks about that. He's like, it's harder than you think it is. Like I was watching this show for 40 seasons and I was like, I can't believe they're not just like going for it or like that they're questioning what the fuck is going on. And then he's like, but out here doing it, like I get it. Like I get that concern. I get that confusion. And so he's talked about how he's made miscalculations, but I think at the end of the day, he does have a pretty good read on it. Danny sometimes I think is a little too idealistic, which is probably why I like him. And um, in that moment, you were all kind of like, fight harder, just because I want you both to stay here. That was really my underlying thing is I was like, I don't want either one of you to go home. And now you're just accepting it. That definitely means one of you is going home. Oh, how badly did you want him to find the idol? That's what I was going to say is, yeah, I feel like, we didn't see them scrambling enough, but I did have hope that maybe he found the idol. But would, I mean, that would just lead Deshaun to go home. Like it still wouldn't really change kind of, you know, change things for them as a duo, but what? <laughs> Nick and I thought at Tribal, we thought Deshaun was playing it up so they would vote for him and then he would have an idol. Uh, like, and we thought they were going to put all the votes on Deshaun and really Danny had found an idol and had given it to Deshaun. Uh, like, yeah. we were really excited for that to be what happened and all the votes to go on Deshaun because that's, we were like, we can't explain why Deshaun just blew up someone's spot at Tribal. Yeah. Like, we'll talk on Tribal, but like, I couldn't put into my brain of like, you're on the chopping block. Why are you kind of like being a jerk at Tribal? Like, wouldn't you be like, really nice because like you're about to go home and so then in my mind I was like maybe he's trying to like get all the votes on him so that they can save each other the, well this is the funny thing is like because Ricardo's like he's just humming and he just looks too like 
too calm. And I'm like, the thing is, Danny kind of seemed calm the whole game, except for when the smash the urn thing happened. That was like the only time he got upset. <laughs> but like, he was kind of like laid back the whole time. So I think he was just being his normal self. <laughs> but it was just, you know, he was gone for a while and then came back. But yeah, I wish I wish he could have found the idol. Nothing would have brought me more joy. What a disappointment. It's interesting, um, like what you guys just said about thinking that there might be an idle play and that's why Deshaun acted the way that he did at Tribal because I was also kind of considering like maybe we didn't see him scrambling because like that was part of his plan to try and like blow up at Tribal to get people to keep him around because they would have thought that that would have been a blunder like for his game so then like there's no reason to get rid of him but what I found confusing and kind of what reaffirmed that they did really just kind of throw in the towel a bit was the fact that they both voted for each other as opposed to like picking someone else Um, and then maybe like we just didn't see those conversations happening but like no they voted against each other so something about it didn't add up I feel like we missed seeing some kind of conversation even just between the two of them of like here's the situation we're just gonna have to vote for each other like that would have added some clarity. So yeah, just some something about it really, I found quite confusing. And like, there was a missing piece that we didn't see. Whatever that piece was, something something needed to be given to us to understand why this played out the way it did. I think we did see them like be like, so like, we're just gonna go on each other, right? But the weird thing that they said, like they did that like as soon as they got back from the immunity challenge. And I'm like, so you've already given up as soon as you get back. I don't know in the schedule of your day if tribal council is that night, if it's the following night. I I need an itinerary for your day (laughs) on the Survivor Beach. But it just felt like you get back from immunity and you immediately turn to your number one partner in the game and say, hey, I'm voting you out. Do something. Come on. As I've like said, like both of you are not my favorite players, but you are both relationship players in this game. So use those relationships. Like it just, it just didn't add up. And maybe Anna, you're right. Like maybe the editors like edited part of this conversation out. Maybe they discussed more. Maybe they did try and we just didn't see it. I don't know. But from our perspective, it just looks like these two were just like, well, peace. I think it mostly felt like anticlimactic. Maybe not so much for Deshaun because he does stake his his place at tribal (laughs) but for Danny at least like exactly like you said um and I think I mentioned this in my initial thoughts like it felt out of character for the two of them and what we've seen and so especially for Danny to just sort of like sit there and say you know I'm proud of the game I played which is fair he should be and like even Jeff points it out he's like you guys have two very different approaches to what's going on right now but yeah it just it felt a little anticlimactic to have Danny go home in such a way. We've tiptoed around talking about tribal. Should we just get into it? Or does anyone else feel I'm getting thumbs up? I'm getting nods. Okay. The big truth bomb, truth kamikaze that Deshaun drops laying it all on the table is, first of all, he he starts his statement by sort of sharing his predictions of like, this is what's going to happen at tonight's tribal. Like, here's how the votes are going to go again, doubles down. I've used that phrase so much. I wish there was another phrase that I could think of, but he again doubles down and like, I told you so, you guys didn't vote out Ricard. How stupid are you? And then he, as the tribal goes on and Jeff asks more questions, he essentially is like, if I'm going home, which I very much think I am, I'm gonna use the information that I have to shake things up a bit, which is not the first time we've seen him do that this season, which I thought was also interesting. And so he targets Erica in this moment and essentially reveals what he tried to get her to say earlier in the episode, which is like, he says to Heather, Erica is not taking you to the end. Boom, mic drop. Um, Ricard points out like, that's really bold because what if you weren't going home tonight and now you are like, I guess we'll never know. So that is the info that is splashed out at tribal council. It was quite the scene. Jeff, well, again, I'm sure it'll come up in vibe check, so we don't, maybe we don't need to talk about Jeff's reactions, but that's the info that's laid out. And again, I, I couldn't really read the situation as to whether or not Deshaun had planned on doing that all day. And like, that was his strategy to stay in the game. If so, I guess it worked. So maybe like he'll make it to final tribal. I hope so. And he'll explain like, hey, that was a whole move that I calculated in my head and it got me where I needed to be. I don't know. 
I haven't decided yet if that's what I think the intention behind it was, but hey man, you got to do what you feel is within your power to make an impact on the game, even if you're about to go home. Why, why not? You know, I would like more information from Deshaun and I'm sure we'll get it at the beginning of the three hour episode, but like, I would like more context for the truth kamikaze as titled by Xander. Just because it didn't feel in line with his gameplay, even though he has been a little bit like, I'm going to try and call you out in certain times and places. This one felt more erratic for him than he normally is. Like when he tried to um, expose Ricard, which didn't work, but when he tried to do it, he seemed very calculated and it, it at least came off as like, I'm trying to have a conversation, but also share some information with people. This one, I was like, I'm not sure what your end goal here was. Not that it was wrong because agree, and I agree, like it got you to the next step. So maybe it was a calculated move and maybe we just need the context from next week to get it. I'm not sure. Like, here's the thing. His truth bomb, I think is true. I don't think Eric is taking Heather to the end for the exact reason that both she and Desan, Desan, not a word, Deshaun said separately is that you can't separate her game from Erica's. I don't think Eric is going to take her to the end. Hopefully this at least stirs up a little bit of fun in the next two episodes in terms of getting out people. Cause I think it could be very interesting to see how that just shakes up a little bit of that bond. Cause I do think her and Heather are bonded, even though Erica knows like, if I want people to recognize me, I have to take out Heather just so that they can be like, Erica was a separate player from her. Can I just state for the record, because I don't know where else to put it, but like, that kept coming up of like Erica and Heather played the same game. Um, like I just have to disagree. Like I, I agree. I agree with you, Anna. I don't think I think Erica has played the game. Yeah, and maybe maybe we edited it as such. Um, and because everyone of- in the game is like, oh, they made the same moves, whatever. Like they're definitely bonded, but like Erica did so many things that Heather did not do. <laughs> I think too they're referring to when they were quote unquote on the bottom, they were like a pair. Right? Like it wasn't Erica saying, hey, I'll vote how you want me to. It was like, me and Heather will vote the way you want us to. But again, I think Erica is the mastermind there. So I, I would hope this jury would be able to differentiate, but maybe she's just nervous that they won't be able to differentiate. I liked that Ricard pointed out, like, you maybe should, like, are you sure you should have done that? I mean, you have no confirmation that you're like the main target. And now you're just trying to like blow someone's game up kind of, which like you said, I mean, I don't think it blew anything up, but it, I feel like maybe he was just feeling desperate and was just like, I'll just see what happens. Like my chances are very low right now, but it was interesting. It was, it felt kind of random. And at the same time, he did stay. So who knows? I mean, yeah, I guess he, like you were saying, someone was saying, I mean, he's built enough of like a social connection to people that that didn't just like upset them and make them kind of switch the vote or something like that. Because honestly, it's like, why were like Danny be the target? Is it just because he's like likable? Because I mean, well, okay, he did win one competition, I think. But like, like, yes, I know Aggie, like you wanted Danny to win. Like I wanted him to be there, but I don't know that he would have won. So I, I actually fully agree with you, Stacey. I don't know if Danny could win based on how it's gone so far. And they made the comment that Danny's probably the only one who could beat Ricard. Oh, yeah. In the challenge. And so I was like, but wait, why aren't we keeping him then? So I think Heather do- does say they're like, I mean, Deshaun was the closest this round. Oh, in this on, particular challenge with on the Ricard. And Heather's words. like, if it's physical, Danny will help us win. If it's mental and like puzzle, Deshaun is going to be our best bet. So I wonder if they're just thinking like historically the last couple ones are like usually puzzle based or so. I don't know if that was their mindset, mm. but I like think that's why they leaned more towards Danny. I wanted to talk about in tribal. I loved Erica in this tribal. And like we, uh, as a podcast, like we, we kind of shit on her like in the past, but like- Okay, clarify, me and Nick have shit on her. Anna and Stacey have been more yeah. positive. Okay, whatever. She has gotten better in these in these couple episodes. And this episode she was great in because in the beginning, like Danny and Deshaun were kind of piling on. It felt like they were almost like piling on in front of the jury to make everybody look bad, being like, well, we all said to get rid of Ricard and look at us here now, trapped with Ricard and he has an immunity necklace and all that stuff. And like Erica pretty much is like, no, we're not doing this. You may have thought that it was the best for your game to get rid of Ricard, but it was not in fact best for my game because Liana has voted for me multiple times before. Ricard has always had my back. 
So I'm going to stick with him and I'm going to ride with him. And I was like, yes, bitch, go off. Like, don't let these people try and like talk you down in front of the jury just because you didn't go with their decision. And so I loved seeing them defend their choice. And I agree with their choice. Like not just because Ricard is my favorite, but also like if they would have voted Ricard out last week, then it would have been Danny, Deshaun and Liana up against Xander, Heather and Erica. And it would have been three on three. And so they wouldn't have been in the majority anymore. So they, they wouldn't have had the power this episode to vote out whoever they wanted. But I was just really proud of Erica for like not rolling over and just like saying her reasoning. I think it bodes very well for, I hope to see her in Final Tribal, which if this was any kind of preview of how she is going to be able to handle herself with being questioned by the jury, I'm so excited to see it because it can get overwhelming. And especially like if Deshaun was trying to blow up her spot, like she stood her ground. She didn't get overwhelmed. She didn't, like you said, she was able to defend her choices in a way that was both like incredibly well-spoken and well-argued, which are two very important things when you get to final tribal. And so I really hope she makes it there because A, I'm rooting for her. And also I just want to see the performance, you know? I hope we can see her do more of that because it was really quite amazing, especially because she has been relatively quiet this season from what we've seen. Yeah, I think that all like the maybe the last like three or four tribals are where Erica has started like really showing that she could have a great final tribal speech. And I I looked up her profile to see what her job was because I do think she communicates very well. She's a communications manager. (laughs) So, I mean, I have to assume that has to do with speaking in some sense or I don't know, being clear (laughs) in what you're communicating. Also, this is unrelated, but her pet peeves are ignorance and men in ill-fitting jeans. Like, I think that maybe I would actually want to be friends with Erica. Like, I think that's what I'm learning. And I think we just didn't get to see her as much in the beginning. So I think like our final tribal, whoever it is from this group is going to be very interesting because they are all good speakers, maybe minus Heather. (laughs) But like, we don't know because like how, how much has she spoken in high pressure situations. But like Xander, Ricard, Deshaun and Erica are all like very cool, calm, collected speakers. So like, I think that when we get to that final travel, it's going to be very interesting. Honestly, out of those four people, truly the Heather erasure. Sorry, (laughs) sorry, Heather stands. But like those four people, I think are very evenly matched. I agree. In a final tribal. And like to the point where I don't know who could win out of those four because like Ricard has the bigger resume, but then Xander has a pretty high one too, plus all of his advantages that he had. Then Deshaun and Eric are just like brilliant speakers. So like, I just, I think the final tribal is going to be very interesting to watch. I'm very excited for that part of the three hours. But wait, sorry to say, are we doing, we're not doing a castaway of the week. I mean, I guess we'll do our personal ones, but I I have one more Erica thing to say. I just feel like praising Erica. Her profile thing also says her favorite player is Todd or the one she wants to play the most like is Todd. And she says, because he was, was very strong in his final tribal council, basically, I'm summarizing. But she basically said, like, I can sway a jury. So now, like, I want to see her. She needs to be there. Like, I need to see this. That's all. <laughs> you know what? The only other thing I'll say, and we'll get to Castaway in a week, and I'm sure we're, like, all going to have Erica at this point. But, Stacey, I texted you a screenshot, but Stephen Fishback was tweeting about Erica. And, like, I'm not going to pull it up because I don't feel like it. But... Stephen Fishback tweeted something and someone was like, came at him for it. And then he tweeted again to clarify, like, if Erica wins, he will be like a little bit, not not disappointed, but something will be like, oh, solely because of the way that they chose to edit her story. Not at all because of what she did or didn't do because the game is there, but she did get done dirty by the like first half edit. And so he he flagged that and I was like, yeah. I hear you because especially like that, like, I think she's going to be insane in final tribal if she gets there, but then people might be like, Oh, well, she didn't play for the first half of the game. Like it's not her fault. I firmly believe. Lulu didn't play for the first half of the game. Yes. Oh, okay. I pulled it up. He says, here's our argument. So he tweeted something and somebody was like, you're wrong. And he goes, I'm talking about the edit from a strategic point of view. I think Erica could definitely win. And in many ways is best strategically positioned to win right now. 
But if Erica does win, she's had a scandalously tiny edit, which would be a real travesty for the first woman in seven seasons. And like, I, I can't say it better than that. I agree. And I think like be, me and Aggie as the people who have it, who have just recently, just jumped recently jumped on, on the train, jumped on the Erica train. I think we are evidence, evidence of the fact that she didn't have an edit yeah. up until like the last three or four episodes. But like, she's an interesting enough character, like an interesting enough person to get an edit. Cause like what I'm seeing of her in these episodes, I like, I am enjoying. Why did we save her, her edit until she was sad on exile? Why did we save it till then? But it's like, it's not even like then did we get an edit. Cause remember when she smashed the hourglass affected that entire episode, but then was it mentioned or spoke that entire episode again? And it's like, she caused this. Why aren't we seeing her talk? The editors did her so dirty. And like, if she wins, seeing her these past three episodes, I could argue the fact of why she should win and I wouldn't be upset but I would be upset at the editors for editing her this way because she has proven these past couple episodes that she is a worthy winner and she is a strong contender, but she hasn't been shown up until these past four episodes, which makes it feel less satisfying as a viewer. It also opens up the door for people to criticize if she is the winner, which I like, (laughs) we're getting way ahead in like being like Erica's gonna win and people are gonna be mad about it but like I would I would hate for especially if she does win and is the first woman to win the game in that many seasons like for people to be like she didn't do anything which just is kind of inevitable if she wins at this point based on the early edit so I'm gonna stop us I'm gonna make an executive decision to switch the plan we're gonna do castaway of the week right now um and we all say it together is that, are we all in agreement? Should we all three, two, one? Erica. Erica. Yeah. Great. Let me, just say, let me just say I was gonna say Ricard, honestly, but just because like he keeps winning. But like Erica's you doing see, a lot. You know me and you know my love of Ricard. I haven't picked a different person since week eight. And you chose I Erica. It's like we can get into this during our rapid fire because one of our questions is who do we think is winning? Erica is getting a heavy winners at it this episode, and same with Deshaun. And like, it's hard to argue or put anybody else's castaway of the week, no matter how much I love them, because these two people are getting such a strong edit. And like, Ricard seemingly wasn't in this episode. Except for the fact that he won. Except for his one. Which is, I think, I've never been particularly fond of him in this game. I think I've made that very clear. But now that he's on a winning streak, it makes me feel even less inclined to root for him. Just because I don't love that. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want someone to just keep winning and winning and winning immunity. So the reason I was going to pick him is like, yes, he keeps winning, but it's like, you know, like with, um, I mean, he who shall not really be named, but Joe, <laughs> like Joe kept winning, but then like, he couldn't keep it up long, keep it up long enough. But I feel like Ricard might keep it up all the way through. And it's like, if you are going to be a physical person, like that's your thing. Hey, if you can do it all the way through, I will give you props for that. This is the thing, actually. It's not just a physical threat. Like he did the puzzle and he was, while spinning, he was thinking of four letter words. <laughs> like who does that? Like while you're spinning. So it's like, I definitely view him different than Joe because like Joe, it was just like, he could hang on to the bar the longest or whatever. But like, he is winning in different types of challenges and he knows his back is against the wall and he's still winning. So like he would have been mine, but I agree. Like Erica has been like, you could say most improved, except we don't know if she's always been like this and we just haven't seen it. But I feel like she is like, you've seen more growth, I guess, with Erica than Ricard. You guys, cheers to Erica. Um, we're going to get into the rest of our segments. We did have a couple fans have spoken. I put a question box on Instagram as we do at Escaping Reality Pod on Instagram. Um, just asking, you know, what did you guys think of the episode and potentially what are some predictions for how you think the finale is going to go? So at Aaron Heinlein says, Loki kind of boring episode. Deshaun should have went home, but psyched for the finals. We too are also psyched for the finals. And then some final three predictions from you guys on Instagram. Aaron also put in what he thought the final three would be. And he says, Xander, Erica, Heather, at Emma Camera says, Erica's going to final tribal. Heather's going to get out at fire against Deshaun. 
after Xander plays an idol and Ricard wins immunity. I don't know if the math adds up to that, to have, like, there's some, there's an extra person in there somewhere, but I feel like maybe that has Erica, Deshaun, and either Xander or Ricard in final three. But yeah, let, let us know what you meant on Instagram, because I'm, I'm very curious who that, like, third person is. And then Aunt White 97 thank you, Anthony. Anthony says, Xander, Ricard, and Heather. So some predictions. If Heather is in final three, I will riot. There's a high probability that she will be based on, in my opinion, the edit that we're getting, especially the cutting to the jury. She says things in tribal council. Like she made a comment two weeks ago about saying that she did something and it cut to like Nasir and Evie rolling their eyes, which to me is like, why are we showing the jury's reaction to Heather? Why? I think if Heather's in the final three, it'll be very disappointing considering how worthy the other people she is with. But in Survivor fashion, it would make sense to put her there because there's always at least one person who shouldn't be there. I think my final three predictions like remain the same as they were like two weeks ago. I think, well, no, actually, I don't know. I think they might have switched. I originally thought it'd be Xander, Ricard, and Erica. I think now I'm leaning towards like Xander, Erica, and Deshaun. They call themselves the Chicken Alliance. So I, I think I'm leaning towards them. I don't know. I, okay, what if it is a final two? Because what if the first thing we see next week is a double elimination and then fire making for fi- like to be the top two? Isn't that, couldn't that happen? Do we remember the wording that Jeff said? Because at the end of the episode, he was like, we have this, 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 and this. He said we have two tribal councils and one fire-making challenge. Oh, so it could be. Because one, so what if the next one's a double elimination, but it's one tribal? Ooh, Stacey, fun. What if it's final, like three people go into the final immunity challenge. One person wins and the two people who don't win have to do fire-making challenge for the second spot. That too, yeah. So you don't get to like pick the person. I hope, I kind of want a final two because- well, if we're saying like, you know, drop the four, keep the one, like Survivor season one was two, right? It was final two. So that's- I, see, I don't know. I want final three in this hypothetical where it's Xander, Erica, Deshaun, because I want to see the three of them all argue together. And I'm usually a champion of final two, but if it's, if that's the final three, I want that. I am low-key rooting for a Xander- I watch us all say this and it doesn't actually happen now because we put it in the universe, but I am rooting for a Xander, Deshaun, Erica final three, mainly because I think the biggest threat to win right now, that's like an obvious threat to win is Ricard. So if they can get rid of Ricard, that final tribal is going to be interesting as fuck because Ricard's going to be like, I did all of this and now you three are here. So you have to prove to me how, like what you've done separate from the things that I did to kind of help you get here. And I think Xander has a really strong case to be like, well, I kept you around as literally a target to protect me. Hi, I watched Jeremy Collins and learned, learned. Erica was like, I'm just smarter than all of you because I figured out a way to like maneuver myself in the game. And also remember when I flipped the whole narrative, that's really the crux of what sent the black Alliance home. Let's just call a spade a spade. I don't think she meant the outcome was all the black people go home. I think she meant the outcome to be like, I am safe and I make it one more time. But that was what caused the shift because three of them were safe and then it got switched. I believe I'm right on that. No, two of them were safe. Danny and Deshaun were safe and then Liana and Shan weren't. And that shifted just like alliances in general and how people were thinking about the game. And then I think Deshaun has a really interesting narrative in terms of like how emotional he's been able to be and how vulnerable he's been able to be, but also still keep as much as he can keep his head in this game. And he won an immunity. Like he doesn't not have, or he didn't win an immunity, but he's been very close. He's been very competitive. And his name hasn't always been on people's mouths. It's been other people before him. And so I think there is a lot those three could say that they have all had their own separate games. But right now, the far and away, because of actual like things we have seen happen is Ricard. So you have to get rid of him, unfortunately, because I do like him. Something that we haven't even started to talk about, which I'm not going to get us on that train now because we'll go and go and go. And like, we can just talk about it next week. The makeup of the jury is also really interesting because I could see a lot of them potentially going a very different direction. Like I think of if final three is Xander, Deshaun, Erica, like someone like Evie, like she had a great relationship with Deshaun and with Xander and was very vocal about it would be great to have the women win. So I I just think there's so many people on the jury that could be a toss up. And I don't know, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. 
Oof. Okay. Let's tone it down a moment. We're going to have a, a moment of silence for the Ponderosa episode. I don't know if anybody else watched it, but Danny had his little Ponderosa episode and it was adorable. Was it perfect? Aggie, you have to watch it. Like, well, okay. I think I'm just going to save them all. And can we just have a space in, um, our final episode to talk about all the Ponderosas. I will watch them this week. I just have gotten behind. Everybody has a little like activity that they do and it's really um, adorable. Okay, we'll hold, sp- we'll hold space for the next one, but please watch them. They're so great. Can I just say, even if we don't talk about his whole thing this time, pretty much as soon as he gets to the restaurant to eat, like the dirt, well, they are the dirt. They're like coming for him. They're like angry. And so that's why I do, I agree with you, Anna, like, the jury is going to be the most interesting part, probably, of final. Whoa, 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 whoa! Like, so Shan- say that I was and like, just walk away. Team? Why are they mad? Like- <laughs> I know, but like, I need it now. I want to like, now. Shan and Liana are like pissed because they're like, you voting out Shan, like without you know, like going against Liana with that planning that without her was like the start of our downfall, and now three of us are sitting here, and like Shan looks pissed, like. They kind of work it out by the end, but like, it's just, none of the other Ponderosas have, has the person like sat down to eat and they're already like (laughs) drilling him. He's like, can I just have my lobster? Like, at all. It kind of like doesn't bode well for Deshaun. I know. Yeah, Final Travel's gonna be lit. God, I sound like such like a, like, it's gonna be lit, y'all. Like, yeah. I mean, we say that about pretty much everything. I know, it's (laughs) disgusting. It's fine. Um, Check me. Vibe check you, vibe check Jeff. So this episode was wow. You know why though? It's because he was like pretty tame last week. He was very level headed. Um, and then this week, I think he had some pent up energy that he needed to get out. I have a couple possible vibe checks, but Nick, if you would like to go first, then Stacy, then Aggie, and I'll take whatever's left because there's plenty to go around. I'm going to go with the obvious one. The one that I'm sure we all want to talk about when Deshaun is like, what, no family letters? And just like, you, you come in here and you ask for all this stuff all the time, man. I'm like from Long Island, Nick. It's, you ask me for stuff all week. It just, it just fits his vibe. He's like, you ask for this, you ask for that, but you never want what I want, what I got this? to give. You need the family letters. I don't got the family letters, God damn it. And you're like, what, what is happening? <laughs> I get it, just not from Long Island, but that is the vibe that he was giving off. I mean, <laughs> mine is like, it's that, but it's the fact that he couldn't let it go. And so then when they're like getting ready to start or whatever, he's like, and Deshaun's waiting for a miracle letter from home to drop down. <laughs> like he just couldn't let it go. I also, when I listened to Tyson's podcast uh, about this, he was like, honestly, I bet that Jeff like was actually angry and like yelled at them about that because he doesn't like stuff like that. But we didn't get to say that. <laughs> I would like to vibe check the two options being chicken and broccoli and candy cake and sweets. First off, why did you pick chicken and broccoli? I get why you did because you're all dying and you need actual sustenance. But like Jeff, it wasn't a cute offer. And then honestly, it didn't look good to eat when they got back. I was like, I'm, I would have regretted it and wanted cake. Anyway, (laughs) I think I have to vibe check Jeff right before they vote going, wow, another stunning tribal council. And I was like, shut up, Jeff. He's so proud of himself. He's like, wow, my television show. I love it. I'm so proud of it. Which goes back to what Wendell said, right? Like, didn't Wendell say that about Jeff too? He's like, that man lives, breathes, and wants to play Survivor and is playing Survivor, even though he's not a contestant every episode and I'm like now that he said that I'm like no that's exactly what it is like we didn't have the words to say it because we all felt it but that's that's what it is we needed someone with firsthand experience to really like fully capture it like to articulate it for us exactly my vibe check is a vibe check of Jeff that actually comes from Danny in his Ponderosa (laughs) episode where he gets on the boat after he's like seen the doctor or whatever when he gets voted out and he's like reading the menu for what the offerings are at Ponderosa and he's like oh so many things here's all the fixins all the fixins that Jeff didn't give us on the island for all the rewards and you're like that's what we've been saying my guy where are the fixins where are the good rewards it's just chicken and broccoli like what who wants that and so again this I think is multiple times now where those on the show have just backed us up on our sentiments of like Jeff where is the good stuff because it's not here although I would have been interested to see what cookies and cake and sweets were 
Maybe that would have been more elaborate. Maybe it would have been another rainbow fish on a platter disaster, but I guess we'll never know. Okay. Why would they have just gotten both? Like give them the like Why chicken not? and broccoli for dinner and then give remember, them a cake. Remember when they used to like get something that you would actually want sitting at home? Yeah. Like, like a full cookout meal. and like a movie under the stars. Yeah, like, what happened to that? We had one of those this season. Oh, you know it was what? the supply chain. <laughs> you know, but it's been I, it's been years of not having yeah real rewards. Wait, no. can I give another vibe check? Since like oh, two of us had a similar one. Okay, also like during I guess it was the immunity challenge. I just feel like he was kind of picking on Heather. Like he was just like, uh, what did he said? Heather's struggling, but it's okay. You've struggled before. <laughs> wait Stacey I wrote that one down too I didn't have the context though so I didn't want to use it because I was like I don't remember where he said that but like that's a fucking vibe excuse <laughs> me sir it's okay Heather you struggled before <laughs> it's honestly funnier to hear it like read back like that's okay Heather. You've he's trying to be before. encouraging but he's just like being like an asshole it's a backhanded compliment if i've ever seen one what's crazy to me is the balance of like like i said last week's episode he was chill and then this week it's like the absolute extreme piling it on so like why doesn't he space it out why did they keep on saying that he was chill last episode he literally kept on telling people that they were going to die Oh, that's oh, true. Oh, wait, yeah, you're right. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. It's like, Anna, he was in no way chill. He's like, if you pick wrong, you die. Wait, you're right. I blocked it out. But so much love and respect for Jeffrey. All right. It is time for our final segment. It is rapid fire. Let's keep it rapid. You know, spice it up. It's do something different. <laughs> Just for once. I'm oh, sorry. Vibe check Anna. Excuse me. You guys, every time I edit and I get to the end, I'm like, oh, all that's left is rapid fire. And then it's like 20 minutes of episode. <laughs> so for my I hear, I like I hear to, the feedback. I, hear I would the like feedback. to blame Aggie for that one. I hear the feedback. I'm going to work right. on it. <laughs> I, so we talked about accountability before the episode started. Thank you. I've heard the feedback for the past year of episodes and I'm going to continue to try and work on it. And um, that Nick was erased from the pod. <gasps> the homophobic. Anyway. <laughs> Speak, speak as much as you would like. Do not, you know, but it is rapid. In, it's supposed to be. Okay, first question. What would you have picked for your reward? Chicken and broccoli or cake? I'd pick chicken and broccoli in this scenario. Um, Aggie, what would you pick? Cake. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was told to be rapid. The answer's cake. Okay. Stacey. Now she can't even explain herself. I'm not allowed to explain myself because I was given feedback that I talked too much. You know what? Um, I want to live in the mystery of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, cake's my favorite food. I think it would be very hard for me to pass it up. That's that's the Fair. short answer. Stacy, what about you? Chicken and veggies. I just feel like when they eat the more rich foods, they have stomach problems the next day. So... <laughs> I would have picked a family letter. <laughs> um, wait, wait, can I also vibe check the fact that Jeff said it was chicken and veggies and it was just broccoli? <laughs> just broccoli. That's not veggies. That is one particular vegetable. Um, also steamed broccoli, go the fuck off. Wow. Wow, what a not choice. Even, like, grilled. Um, I would have picked Xander's cakes. Thank you. It's time to move on. Next question. <laughs> yes or no? So w- when Danny was looking for an idol, we did see that there was something. Wait, Anna, did you answer? Yeah, I said chicken and veggies. Okay, she was first. I'm sorry, um, chicken and broccoli. Let me correct you. <laughs> I, I got confused. The veggies. So I love broccoli. Food. I would never turn down broccoli. It is an excellent snack. <laughs> when Danny is looking for the idol, we do see that something is hidden. Unclear if it's an idol or an advantage. I, I'm going to assume it's an idol. Do you think that will be found in the finale episode? I don't. I think some other like last minute twist is going to happen, but I don't think it's going to be a finding situation, but they did show us that something was there. So Nick, do you think that item will be found? I agree with you. I think another twist is going to happen because we didn't talk about this, but at the end of tribal, Jeff says, you're going to a brand new beach. Um, You're going to have to start over and all this stuff, very reminiscent of what they did uh, with Island of the Idols, except it's not like a nice beach. They're truly starting over. And there was something extra hidden in season 39 when they did go to that new island. So I would think that something else is going to be hidden at this new beach that they go to. Whether it's a hidden idol, 
I don't know. I kind of hope not because we haven't had immunity, like hidden immunity idol play this season. One has never been used at Tribal. So like I haven't missed them. So I don't think we need it, but who knows? In, in your answer though, that did point out that my question is a little bit misphrased because they are going to a different beach. So you know, you, you know what I mean though. Nick brought up the fact that they're going to a new beach, which I totally forgot about, but is it going to be like the weird, like, I know it's not going to be like season 39 where they get to live in Rob's shelter, but remember how Rob left clues all over it to find an idol and then Dean got it and he got to use it at final tribal. I know Stacy remembers that. Shout out to Stacy. Anyway. Called so, out. <laughs> Called out. Here's the thing. Stacy. I remember too. It was the most interesting part of that episode. But I mean, other than Lauren losing and us being heartbroken, you know what I mean? But do we think it could be something like that where there is something that you could find that would lead you like down a path to potentially get? I would hope it's an advantage. I agree. I kind of like that we haven't had idol play. And I kind of like that the idols had to be activated. And then because they weren't used, I feel like it's better that they're dead right? Like they had to have this whole process to get activated. They weren't used. So they're dead. Like you don't get to revive them like the other ones. So for that reason, I think there's going to be something at the new camp. I don't know what it is, but I think there will be something to be found there. You know, like maybe you find the clues that lead you to practice the final immunity challenge or something. I, okay. My answer is I, no, I don't think it'll be found. I think idols are going to be done after um, Xander's. So I don't think so. Do you think Xander remembers he has an idol? That's not a rapid fire question. Just a thought. (laughs) Because like, if it doesn't get played next tribal count, we're going to have a problem. Next question. I like this one. I like this one a lot because I'm in charge. I'm, I'm hosting next week. So the question is, and we should have some kind of prize for for what happens but how are we playing the prices right right now you yeah. definitely did this no no yes. you definitely wrote this question oh. yeah because, I, like it well, oh, no, I think I, it's a great question i think it's a great question because i think is, how oh, long will our recap of the three-hour finale episode be closest guess without going over wins stacy would you like to would you like to explain further well, i feel like the question really is like how long was this one so that you know, I need like a frame of reference, but no, I think Nick was saying in his first, in his initial thoughts, like how, what are we going to do for like, how are we going to talk about three hours? So then I was like, yeah, how long is that going to take us? So that's where the question came from. I'm just going to say two hours and 23 minutes. That's my guess. (laughs) That is very specific. I'm going to say I have to go by 2 PM. So I'm going to guess one hour, 47 minutes. Because we usually average somewhere between like one twenty-five and like one hour forty, but I'm in charge. I'm, I'm gonna keep us tight, you guys. Me and Aggie had to be getting ready for a wedding, so I'm gonna say one thirty-four. When are we recording? Noon. Noon next Sunday. Saturday. Noon. Saturday. It's on Saturday because we we have to travel. We have a wedding. Saturday. We have a wedding at five. Happy wedding, Mel, if you're listening. Yay, marriage. Um, so if we're, we're starting at 12. And Anna says she's going to be efficient because she has somebody to be at two. I'm saying we're recording for one hour and 48 minutes. Wait, I need to do over. <laughs> uh, yeah. yes, yes. You didn't have all the information, so we will give you another guess. Anna's like a hard. Be done at two. Yeah, I forgot she has a hard cutoff. And, okay, and I'm like thinking of it. So it's like it starts at 11 my time. Okay. So I'm going to say one hour. It's still going to be long. I'm going to say one hour and 49 minutes. One hour, 49 minutes. You guys, Not you doing that to me, Stacey. Oh, really? What did you say? One did hour say- and 48. Yeah. Are love, you kidding? We love the prices, right? I mean, Stacey does love the prices, right? So I'll allow it. I'll allow it. But Stacey. The last episode that we did where I had to go and I was hosting, we only had an hour. Let me tell you, we did it. And it was a really, really great episode. Like we were, we were on it, um, but I guess stay tuned to see. I'm certainly curious. What should know. our prize be for the winner? Uh-huh. One dollar. That's lame. I think our, I th- you have to get that person a cameo from one of their, their survivors. Oh, that would be cute. <laughs> or if Drag Race people are on cameo. They are, and they're very expensive. Or so the, ch- oh gosh. gosh. <laughs> Bob the drag queen for two hundred dollars. We're not buying you Bob the drag queen for two hundred dollars. No, no. I think it's worth it. Um, to be fair, we can also manipulate this so Nick doesn't win. (laughs)
Oh my god. I mean, are are we talking recording or final cut of the episode? (laughs) See, oh, that's a good point. Ooh. No, because that's extra manipulation for Anna, because Anna could just make it exactly her guess. I'm cutting in like pauses. (laughs) We can offline a little bit more, but one more question. Last chance to answer before we know who is winning season 41. I'm saying Erica. I was originally going to say Deshaun, but hearing the tea about Danny's Ponderosa, I'm going to actually maneuver. I'm going to say Erica too. This is too hard. <laughs> I'm, Stacey, I'm with you. I, I wish I knew who final four was. Yeah. Okay. Here's what we all should do though. Before we actually watch final tribal, when we know who the final three are, text who you actually think is going to win. So we have that for next don't week. Don't text it because me. Don't text it because we cannot watch it, it on the day of. But like, write it down and then we'll we'll tell each other. Like, who did you yeah. write down? Because um, Nick and I have to watch it on Thursday slash during the workday. I don't want to talk about it. But based on this final five and the edit, I would also say Erica. I'm gonna say Deshaun. I guess to mix it up. So I'm gonna say Deshaun. I will say I'll put it on the record. If it's not Deshaun or Erica, I will be disappointed, and that's just me. I I mean, I want Ricard to win, but I just don't think Ricard is getting a winner's edit anymore. Honestly, if Ricard, Deshaun, or Erica wins, I'll be fine. So not what I said. I said that already this week. I'm rooting for the people of color. And those are the people of color. And I like them, and I think they have earned their way there. I wouldn't be horribly upset if Xander won, but I would be upset for, like, the fandom across the whole thing. We went all this way to have a white man win. I'd be upset. Anyone but Heather. (laughs) Anyone but Heather. There we go. We all said it and it's all how we feel. Yes, but wait, I do. Okay, what you just said, Aggie, reminded me. The past, probably this whole season, I I keep saying like I'm rooting for everybody black and like part of it is I truly am. But I don't know if the listeners know, like that's a a quote from Issa Rae who wrote Insecure where she's at like an award ceremony and they say like, who are you voting or not voting? Who are you rooting for? And she says, everybody black. And And that's like end of sentence. And the person's like, She's like, everybody black. So that's where it came from, but it, it holds true in this season. <laughs> Issa Rae is a great person to pull from, Stacey. I don't blame you. You guys, this has been so fun. I'm hyped for the finale. I'm so sad that you guys can't watch it live. Stacey. All three hours. It's going to be hype. I assume you'll be watching live. We'll be texting. Yeah, I'm going to have like pizza and a, a oh, beer. She's <laughs> her own watch party because she can't go to Wendell's or Lawrence. Uh, don't remind me. I mean, we can't go to Wendell or Lauren either. We're going to be watching Katrina Link and Patty Lapone. You know what? That's oh, fun okay. too. Come back here next week after the finale episode. Hear what we have to say. Chat about who the winner will be. I cannot wait. If you have any more thoughts, you can always hit us up on Instagram in our DMs at Escaping Reality Pod. We're kind of on Twitter at ESC Reality Pod. We're really not though, but like follow us because maybe if we have more followers, we'll tweet. You can also send us an email if you feel so inclined, escapingrealitypodcast at gmail.com. Tell your friends, subscribe, like our Instagram posts, do do what, do, do what you feel like you want to do. Aggie? If you as listeners would like to send us your final, like winner pick based on final three, please do. Maybe we can put a box up, like based on the final three, who do you think is actually going to win? Enter for a chance to win nothing. Cut that. And with that, thank you for listening. Thank you for escaping reality with us. Cannot wait to celebrate, hopefully, the winner of Survivor 41. Bye.